New season, new signings, same old crew. Welcome back to season three of the Burning Leaf podcast with myself, Tom, and Russo. On today's episode, we will shine light on the NHL free agency and recap basically most of the moves made, starting with our squads, then working on to end the teams we could laugh at and some teams we could applaud at on this trade deadline or this uh, NHL free agency because there were many of them we could laugh at and applaud. So we'll get to that late in the episode before our squads we talk about. But without further ado, we bring on our Flames fanatic, Russo, to announce what the Flames did and some early thoughts on who they put pen to paper with last week. So you go take it away, Russo. All right. Well, free agency was a wild day. Felt like a lot like 2016, where it was just like money was being thrown around like no tomorrow. Um, but I'll start with uh, the Flames' big move on free agency. Blake Coleman, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. He's in at six years, $4.9 million per year. Um, when the signing was announced, wasn't very happy. Um, I've had a week to kind of sit with it, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I've been a huge Blake Coleman fan. I love that guy, and um, he's a great player. I don't think anyone's going to deny the type of player Blake Coleman is. He's great. He's a one of the better second liners in the league. You can say what he want. If he played on Tampa's third line, they were deployed like a second line. You can just go watch any Tampa game with John Goober behind the bench. And he deployed that Gord, Goudreau, Coleman line as a second line. And Coleman was a big part of it. Could argue he was the best member of that line. Um, he's going to be a big – it's it's a big addition for a Flames team that probably needed a guy like Coleman. He's fast. He can score. He scored 22 years in a row with the Devils. And that's a team that not very good. He was like only one of the – lone bright spots of that that club um he's a guy that he's a fantastic penalty killer that's going to be a big addition for them and i think daryl sutter is probably going to love this guy um the only worrisome thing is six years he's 29 he's gonna be 30 in november mm, six years like it does yeah it brings you back to the james neal troy brower type signings but at the same time coleman at this point in time at time of signing is by far and away the better player than Brower or Neil was. So um, the money isn't as much as I originally thought it would be. I thought it'd actually be north of five. He got just under five. Um, Look, it has a chance to be a disaster. (laughs) Um, But at time of signing, I like it. I think Coleman's going to be a big impact player um, as long as they do one more thing that we'll get into later. Hopefully they do. Um, but the Coleman signing, it gets a pass for me. I'm not as angry about it as I was. Um, he's a fantastic player. You know, I, my best friend is a devil's fan and he loves Blake Coleman. And he said, you're going to love him. Just hopefully his speed doesn't go away anytime soon. And you might be screwed if it does. But at this point in time, he said he's going to score a lot of one-handed goals and hopefully he does that. Um, you you know what, before we move on from that, uh, he was kind of a late bloomer and a Fully mm-hmm. agree with you. When he first signed that deal with the Flames, I we hated it. Yeah, we were laughing. And it, at it. it's grown on me. I don't hate. I don't hate it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, but I don't. I don't utterly hate it, and I don't think it'll no. go the same way as a lot of the other ones have done. Yeah. No, neither do and, I. He only has three hundred games under his belt. It's not like he right. has a lot of hard miles on him. Um, sure, he's played a lot of hockey in the past two years, but. This year was a short year. Last year, there was the five-month break. I don't think it's going to go as far north as quickly as people might anticipate it might. No, and I'm I, okay with it. 
and I think I wonder if part of why the Flames did it specifically is they saw Hyman a similar type of player just oh, up the road, too. and then you try to match that. And if I'm taking either of those two, I'm taking the Coleman deal over the Hyman mm, deal. So and I, I wonder how much yeah. they were trying to just 100%. keep pace with the Oilers on that. Uh, yeah, it's not as bad as I originally no, thought. No, you know it's what? grown on me. I like it. I've been watching a lot of Blake Coleman highlights, and he's nasty. The guy's so good. Yep. Speed, speed kills, and that guy has speed. Um, and just him and Mangiapane on the line, I think, could be so much fun. Oh, like yeah. the other, the other teams just isn't going to touch the puck when they're on the ice. You throw Backlund on that line, yeah, they're no, they're just not touching the puck. Um, real quick with the other two things they did, um, or three things, uh, Trevor Lewis, one year, 800k, we all knew that was going to happen. He's a Daryl hey, Sutter guy, he's a he's hey. a two stops, two cups, Stanley Cup champion, he's a, like yeah, Coleman, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, we knew like everyone in Flames Twitter was predicting they were going to sign Trevor Lewis, and they did. He's a depth guy that's always going to be. Hopefully he doesn't play that much, but with Sutter behind the bench, he's probably going to play that much. It is what it is. I would have just brought back Derek Ryan, but what are you going to do at the end of the day? Uh, the other move that they made, um, they traded for Nikita Zadorov. This doesn't get a pass for me. Nikita Zadorov is terrible. Um, he's he filed for arbitration. He's going to get money. At the end of the day, I hope he just walks. Um, I was hoping they'd sign Ryan Murray. He goes to Colorado. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Zadorov contract, just considering they gave up an asset to get him. They're probably going to pay him a lot. Could have signed Jake McCabe. That was another guy I was really hoping they'd just do. And Chicago ends up getting him. So they get an asset for Zadorov and they sign McCabe, who's infinitely better. He's an all defense, no offense. He's not going to bring anything. We'll see. It, it depends on the contract for me. We'll see how that goes. Not loving that move. To be completely honest, uh, no, Chicago fans were celebrating in the streets. That yeah. I don't blame you at all. So I want to yeah, talk about Zadorov for one second because it's like kind of replacing Giordano. No, nah. yeah, their best. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, well, they're yeah. trying to replace Giordano. Well, <laughs> I think the plan is Hannafin is gonna. Well, obviously Hannafin Tanev is a new top pair, and you probably got Zadorov with Anderson, and then Valamaki, and then Shillington, Mackey. If they bring back Michael Stone probably fills in on that third pair. Again, I was hoping they'd bring in Ryan Murray or even Jake McCabe. Those were kind of my two pieces, and Ryan Murray goes for $2 bucks yesterday. And What are you going to do? Um, and then the last thing, uh, Dan Vladar was brought in from the Boston Bruins for a third-round pick. At the time, like, I, I was talking to Tom when this happened. I was like, who is Dan Vladar, and why did they just give him a third-round pick to get him? Um, did my research, thankfully. Um Looked at Boston Twitter. They were pissed that they let Vladar go just because um, he's now waiver eligible. Obviously, Boston just signed Linus Omark. Um, Vladar, he's only 24. I didn't even realize. Like, he's really young. He's a 97. Yeah. He was born in 1997. He's only two years older than me. Um, so um, I think he has a chance to become a backup goalie, I think. Um, his numbers and the AHL, his numbers over in Europe, very, very, very encouraging. He's only played a handful of NHL games. And if you look at his save percentage from this year, it was an eight, eight, six. Um, I looked at that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, that's really bad. And then I did my research again. And, um, he was an, in four of those five games. He was a nine twenty four. The one and game, that- a lot of the games he played, he was the, Goalie behind the very injured the Boston Bruins yes. defense too, and and the game that 
it plummeted his save percentage was when they lost 8-1 to the Penguins because they had an AHL defense playing in front of them. Yes. Um, look, he's young. I think there's potential here for him. I know a lot of Flames people were happy with it. Uh, they also brought in Adam Warner, who another goalie that same age, very young, there's potential. I think the Flames, Brad Tree Living, he did a good job of replenishing the goalie pool, at least because before it was literally just Dustin Wolf, and there was nothing there. They bring Vladar, they bring Warner. Um, they, that gets a pass too for me. I'm excited to see and what Vladar can do. Was the uh, pick that they sent for Vladar the Leafs pick? Yes. No, wait, or was it the yes. Zadorov? It was, yeah. No, so he, Zadorov was for, um, Zadorov was the Leafs pick, and then for Vladar was the Flames' own third. So, right. They, they, so in a way of switching, you kind of got Vladar for Riddick, which basically. Hey, yeah. he's, hey, he's younger. That's, that's pretty good asset management. If he becomes, if he becomes what Riddick is today, hey, that's a huge win in my opinion. So I, I'm he Brad Tree Living hints that he's most likely going to be the backup next year, yeah. and if he falters, they have Warner, who they just signed. We'll see how it goes. Um, in terms of the moves they made on for agency day, um, they get you know, really I give them a pass on three of them. Um, Lewis is whatever. He's just going to be depth. He's 800K. They can bury him in the uh, AHL if they have to. Uh, Coleman gets a pass. Zadorov doesn't. And Dan Vladar gets a pass. You know, I, I, for the most part, I did like what the Flames did. We know what they're doing. Uh, but Elliot Friedman did hint on 31 Thoughts that Flames aren't done. And we'll get into um, one potential piece yeah, a little bit. We can get into that a little bit later because, oh so, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I hope it happens. You know, the flames are in there and you guys probably already know who I'm talking about, but uh, Tom Thomas will go to your side. The Leafs, they had an interesting free agency. They signed some low risk guys and you guys can get right into it. So um, when you don't have money, you can't spend on risk. Therefore you got to go with cheap kind of high reward, low risk or the kind of guys that they went with on this. And I put out uh, a text in one of our group chats of who I was looking for kind of going into free agency. Peter Morazic was the one and only goalie I wanted. Um, Andre Kasha was there and Michael Bunting was also there. And there was a few other guys. Uh, so if I'm being honest, <laughs> we're I'm coming out of this quite happy of at least wanting uh, a couple guys and getting what I wanted. And I think Mrazek's going to be a perfect kind of compliment to Campbell. Uh, the Leafs went with somebody that if they tandem and one gets hurt, it doesn't matter if the other has to start. Uh, it's also cheaper. It's only what three or $5.6 million on the cap for the entire goaltending or for both goalies, which on the Leafs, Hey, that's pretty damn good. It's, better than what they would have had if they paid Freddie Anderson and sure Jack Campbell making nothing very much helps that. Uh, but I'm pretty happy with the Mrazic signing Thomas. I think you, I hope you are too. Yeah, but, no, uh, I'm happy. The Mrazic signing is, I wish it was the, the AV was a bit lower, maybe like around 3.1, 3.2, but you know, can't complain with 3.8 for no, three years. Considering what all the other goalies got, I don't mind. Oh it. no. Yeah. No, it's, I don't it's mind definitely it. good. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, Tom. It's definitely better than what some of the other goalies got, especially years past and this year. But like you said, Tom, 
Yeah, exactly. He definitely says hello. And Matt Murray as well last year with an RFA. Oh. But oh, with, yeah. with not having any money, Tom, like I hinted this to my friends. I'm like, when you have no money, are you going to go and buy that $30 shirt? No. So you can't get that shirt. Are you going to go out there and get Gabe Landeskog? No, he wasn't available. And you weren't able to afford him. So you got these guys are going to plug in for $2 million, $1 million, And that's Nick, Nick Ritchie, Andre Kasha, and Michael Bunting. Just I can't get on the bandwagon of, you know, I guess like we've fallen so low that we're like really happy about a Michael Bunting signing who's played 25 NHL games and has a shooting percentage of 28%. And he's going to be the guy who's going to plug in. I don't think so. He'll be off the team at like trade deadline day or in the minors. So, yeah, a lot of these guys like Chicago fans love David Kumpf. And I think he's kind of that. He would be good with Kerfoot where the Leafs want versatility because they kind of don't have anything down there. Yeah. Um, outside of the top four, like what is there? Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and then everybody else exists. Yeah. Um, you have nothing outside of that. So they're going to go with versatility. And right. what that allows you to do with David Kampf, and he can play third line center. Hey, he m- might just be like defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, bargain bin Philip Deneau and won't score you points, but he w- he'll be great defensively. You can put him on the fourth line if you want Kerfoot as your third line center. You can move Kerfoot up to the wing. Yeah. Kampf up to third line center. Spetsa back over to fourth line center. Like there's a lot of versatility here um, and a lot of kind of guys that can reward the Leafs. And one thing I'm glad that they did was they finally got term on a lot of these guys. I'm so tired of year after year after year. Who's the next guy? Who's the next guy that's going to step in? And Simmons got some term and whatever. Um, but Richie got two years as well. Uh, Bunting got two years as well. Like there's finally um, some certainty going forward. And I don't mind it um, as well. Like the Josh Hosang, like a PTO. I was kind of expecting a little more from him. Or at least what he would get. And then finally, like the Andre Kasha thing. The Leafs have a great medical staff. If he can be healthy, which I think a lot of his issues, Russo, you might know this, is concussions, oh, right? Yeah. Dude, when he was healthy in Anaheim, so like that's nasty. worrying. His concussions are worrying. Healthy. Yeah. And like the Bruins gave up Danton Heinen. Um, and a first and a pick for him, I believe. No, it was Danton Heinen for uh, Nick Ritchie. That was the one right. for one. And then it was David Backus, a first, and I want to say Axel Anderson. That's who was it was. the prospect for Andre Kasha, which at the time I was like, hey, that's a really good trade if this guy can stay healthy. I didn't even realize he only played three games this year, Andre yeah. Kasha. Yeah. That, like, that's mind blowing. And like, holy. I'm going to assume sucks, he plays so more than good. that. And he's yeah, such a fantastic talent, but like he's so good when healthy, super so good when healthy. And the if he's not is- healthy, I mean, I guess the Leafs can use some LCR space. Uh, that yeah. kind of not ideal. But to only 1.25 like, isn't going yeah. to. If not he's healthy be- and I want to be on the positive side here, if he's healthy and the Leafs medical staff, they can turn him into a very nice compliment on one of the top two lines. And the glass man himself, Andre Kasha, man. I mean, like you, I think Tom hinted at the medical staff being really good for Leafs and it honestly yeah. is sometimes. Uh, I know we had a lot of injuries last year and years prior, but 
I think the medical staff will definitely help Cash to get back to some form of 50 games, 60 games. Hopefully he can stay healthy because, Russo, I know you're a big fan of Andre Cash. I know you wanted him on your squad mm-hmm. for sure. And this is a guy I wanted on my squad. And when I saw the signing, I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. The only thing hurting him is the injury. That's the only thing that would be hurting him from playing NHL hockey is the injuries and the stuff that lingers with him. But solid money, solid gamble. It's, it's what is it called? It's lower risk, high reward, right? Mm-hmm. I guess yep. it could happen yep. with Kasha. I'm not expecting guys like 60 points, 50 points his first year. No, but, you know, we'll see what happens with him. But his, his teammate, Nick Ritchie from last year, Solid signing, I've got to say, from the Leafs on that one. I know he's a big body, can't really skate any. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's pretty big. But at the end of the day, this guy parks himself in front of the net, can probably bury a couple goals on the power play if played on properly. And I, I don't know if this is a guy I would rely on to score and get some points here and there, but this is a guy who's just going to, you know, make a mess on the ice. Would you agree, Tom? Yeah, like, what have we been asking for ever since kind of the Montreal exit and then a little bit the year before it was I don't care about the regular season I want playoffs and you know what he was really good in the playoffs so I'm kind of there's a lot of kind of turning the narrative here of okay well we don't care about the regular season and I bet they know there's a sense of urgency coming into this year if it's not a guarantee anymore that they're going to make the playoffs however once you're in here's a whole bunch of guys that have repeated sort of history of success in the playoffs and you better get this done and all the new guys coming in, you're going to be competing for your space, competing for your time and uh, you better win. And I think that's finally going to, that might finally happen. I am surprised that Richie came here. Um, One of my old bosses what is one of his best friends with um, his other brother and Brandon Montour. And he said that during the draft interviews, he uh, didn't want to go to Toronto. And that wasn't something he wanted to do was come here and play in front of kind of a hometown, Um, just taxes and all that. And he really loved being in Anaheim and his house on the beach. So I am surprised he came here um, at kind of this term and this dollar figure. And you know what? If he took that and knowing what I know, hey, maybe he's here to actually win and provides um, something that this Leafs team desperately, desperately needs, and that's just playoff success and a big body that will hit, play hard, and you know what, maybe score a couple too. And he was on a pace for a career year last year too, so that's always good. I just heard he's fat. Did you? Yeah, that's what people just say. He's fat, doesn't skate well. Oh yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> hey, you so, had a brother. You had Brett. So like, oh, Brett's even all fuck sakes. Brett's fucking terrible. But nah, I mean, yeah, it's okay. It's, that's your new Simmons, even though Simmons is still around. So hey, yeah, well, we'll see how the season goes, and you know what? <laughs> I'm not too thrilled, but I don't. Anyway, <laughs> go from our teams to the Oilers, and uh, oh, Kenny Holland, he put on a masterclass. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the Oilers had. Is it fair to say they had one of the worst free agencies <laughs> in all of professional sports, like ever? Is that uh, fair to say? They don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, just Zach yeah, just Hyman. go through them. Yeah. Yeah. Eisenberry's back. Mike Smith is back. Cody Cece's in. Derek Ryan. Oh, that's good. And they traded Ethan Bear. Um. Okay. We already talked about Mike Smith, and we already know, like we talked about previously, 
the insanity that they are bringing back Mike Smith. Um, but oh, there goes my dog. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is filled, man, today. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they bring back Mike Smith. Uh, they bring back Tyson Berry, who Oiler fans were like, "Oh, don't, don't, don't do that." Um, okay, I don't two, even know where to start with the Oilers. The contract for Tyson Berry's credit that is decent. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I was thinking it would. Dude, Russo, he led the demon in, in points, five and six know, range, and like the, for both the, years and money, it's decent. It's no, Tyson Berry. He does one thing under, really well, and he got paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand. You know, he put up a lot of points, but that's not really the Oilers' problem, is it? The problem no, is they can't, they can't defend. Put up points, and I know they can't I, defend, I understand. I understand that team, he put up points. Every team will have that type of guy, like the Leafs, right? Morgan Riley was their number one guy. He put up points. Great, can't defend. So then they brought in other guys to defend. The isn't that what Turnovers is for? Sure, have two of them. At least Nurse can kind of play in his own zone. Yeah, but here um, I would be I would be more okay with it if they didn't bring in Duncan Keith, mm-hmm. if they didn't trade away Ethan Bear, if they had Oscar Clefbaum, mm-hmm. if they didn't bring in Cody CC. Yeah. Who on this blue line for the Oilers can defend? Nurse Cody man, CC was as much as we want to dunk on him for his time with the Leafs, he was not half bad in Pittsburgh. No, but can he repeat that being on a much worse team in Edmonton? Probably yeah, a much worse contract. Yeah, because let's face it here. Darnell Nurse, he's very good offensively. Can't really defend. Duncan Keith, can't do much of anything these days. Tyson Berry, great offensively. Can't defend to save his life. Oscar Clefbaum, he's probably never playing again. Cody Ceci, living pylon. Chris Russell can't defend. Evan Bouchard, there's a good one, but he's barely played. And William Lagason, um, <laughs> I have no you? thoughts on William Lagason. Broberg, I don't know, yeah, like, go down. Broberg, like, but he's not going to play. He's not going to crack right. this roster. Mm-hmm. The the Edmonton didn't fix any of the issues they had against Winnipeg. They couldn't defend. They got they got steamrolled by. The, I mean, they didn't get I steamrolled. Think their issue, oh, they got. Oof, but like they can't, def- but they can't address. defend. See, I don't think they think their issue is defending. Oh, I think their issue is what, like the Leafs have an issue with. It's no longer defending. It's no longer scoring. It's no longer really defense. It's just can you win in the playoffs? Do you have that type of player to win in the playoffs? And the Leafs said Duncan no. Keith. And then they went out and got players that do that. Duncan Keith. They kind of did a similar thing. He has that veteran leadership. You know what, Duncan Keith brings to the Oilers intangibles and goddamn they better be so good uh he better have such good intangibles that it was worth it it was definitely not able to defend yeah but and like the Ethan Bear trade for example I love Ethan Bear and I think he will end up being quite a good player um I like the I like the trade honestly I really like Warren Fogle Warren Fogle solid it's decent term decent years and he will be fantastic for the Oilers and exactly mm-hmm. the type of winger that they need. Yep. They need somebody that will yeah. at least drive the play outside of McDavid Dreisaitl and even Nugent Hopkins and result uh, to more than just it was like 12 even strength points from anybody that wasn't like the top three on the Oilers but <laughs> top three big guns. All the forwards oh had like it was awful. It was awful and they're slowly fixing that with Warren Vogel, um, 
the defense is still a question, but it's better. Uh, or it's not okay. The defense. No, no, no. Yeah, the defense. Is I not think better. it's fair to say the defense. The defense is one of the worst in the NHL. I just said. I, it's I think it's better. It is not. It is more of what the Oilers think they need. There you go. That's the thing. Yep. I totally agree, Tom. I think that's what the Oilers like. They think it's better, just like we see it better. But like yeah. with Ethan Bear, Kenny right, Hall guys? Thinks better. With Ethan Bear. They we knew it was going to happen because they got too many defensemen and Duncan Keith, Cody Chech, and then um, I don't know, go down the list. That's the actual name, but um, they go down the list, and he was just the next guy off the picking list, right? Like you knew he was going to yeah. be gone, and he's probably one of the guys where he's probably should be up in more of the list. Like he should be the oh, one yeah. to two guy you're not trading, and they did. He kind of suffered the consequences. So in that sense, I really hope he like really thrives in Carolina because. You know, they lost a big guy themselves in Dougie Hamilton, but he could be that guy that maybe doesn't replace Hamilton, but is sort of like the like the temporary replacement. See what he can oh, do. Oh, we know who like we know who Carolina thinks their replacement is. Yes, yeah. Yep. I know, know who I that know. is. Yeah. Yep. But we'll get to that. But I still can't believe they traded Bear after everything that happened with him. Yeah. Crazy. They were like, we they were like, we got your back. This like we got you. And then they trade him to a team that just Signed Anthony D'Angelo, like it's going to be kidding me? so great putting um, a native kid next to a racist on the back end. I oh, it's just I'm, if you're going to trade him anywhere, come on, Carolina. Guys. Yeah, I know. And Have then some, given like, and then the Oilers. The like, oh, I know. But then getting back to the Oilers, like they have a bad defense, but it's not like I think the Flames' defense got significantly worse over the last few years. But at least they have Jacob Markstrom. Right, he's a good goalie. The Oilers got Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen, and Miko Koskinen. And my thing, and Alex Mike Stilock, Smith hey, thing, like <laughs> two years as well. You can't just go year <laughs> by year. Hey, man, was that what you said before? Oh, every time they yeah. sign, they've signed Mike Smith. It's like, who are you bidding against? <laughs> Last year, who were they bidding against to give Mike Smith? I don't know. Who Nobody was he? Oh, what? It, it, and then this year, who are they bidding against? I would love to know who was going to sign Mike Smith if he made. You know what? Series. You know what the funny part is about this? They didn't even protect them. They protect Stuart Skinner, and they re-signed him two years, two million, two point two to be exact. Sorry. Well, it like, would have been it would have been Mike Smith's agent must be pulling the "We're going to Russia" card so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Mike Smith in Russia; he'd be fucking. He'd get into a fight every night. Oh, all these Russian guys. The Oilers. All right, so man. guys, what's the worst Oilers move that day, or did, like? So far, they made. Um, to me, Cody CC. Cody CC. Yeah. Yeah. Their best move rough. was easily Derek Ryan. Easily Derek Ryan. Uh, like I know he's a depth yeah. guy, but that Derek Ryan. That's he got yeah. two years at one point two five. Yeah. I had Flames fans telling me he was going to get three to four, and that's why the Flames couldn't resign. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, are you, he's thirty four. Well, yeah, you see him a lot, right? So you know how he's. Oh, I love fit, Derek Ryan. Of, he's so. so good. He's yeah. very like. Elite depth player. When we talk about like elite depth players, Derek Ryan, very Fair. good. No, but other than that, I didn't think Kenny Holland has had a good offseason at all. And now there's rumors flying around that Darnell Nurse is going to get eight years at yeah, nine. Yes, yeah. Wow. Seth Jones screwed everyone. Him and his buddy Zach Orensky screwed everyone. Oh, we'll talk about that <laughs> later too. Oh my yeah. god. Anyway, I think we're we good on the Oilers and. Kenny Holland's masterclass. Yeah, Cody CC worst deal. Zach Hyman's deal gets an honorable mention. Yeah, for being awful. Oh Man, my we god, got Blake, Holm. Blake Holman better. Anyway, the Seattle Kraken they had a 
Very interesting free agency. Um, we didn't really know what they were going to do. We knew Jaden Schwartz was going to sign, but they came out of left field and stole <laughs> Philip Grubauer from the Colorado Avalanche. Straight up stole Philip Grubauer. And I, I didn't really understand it considering they gave Chris Trigger three years a three and a half. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we're just going to grab Grubauer just for fun, just to screw with the avalanche. And that's what they did. They got him and they signed Alex Wenberg to three years, four and a half million dollars. That's AED. a lot. It is a lot of money for Alex Wenberg. chunk of cash. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we have a lot of cap space. Let's use it. <laughs> yeah. That's basically yeah, what it was. It's like, hey, we have this much cap space. Let's screw it. We have... We have extra cap space. Do you want like an extra half million dollars? <laughs> or an extra we have two like million twenty dollars. million. Do you want some of it? Yeah, yeah. Sure, we don't not. care. It, to me, the Grubauer signing was probably the most surprising for sure. The the entire yeah. day, I can't believe Grubauer left Colorado. And like, am I the only one that's like shocked about that? Such a- and- in terms of what Russo Grubauer side or Colorado side? No, well, I mean, I would say both, but like. In terms of Grubauer, you're on this team that could win next year easily if they can put it together. And you're going to leave for an expansion team that, hey, they might make the playoffs because of the Pacific, but you guys aren't, they're not being Vegas. I would bet on them making the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they, they probably will because, hey, if Grubauer plays to Vesna level like he did last year, you know, they probably have a chance. The Pacific is so weak outside of Vegas. That like, hey, they can get in, but poor at the same Chris Krieger too. Like, oh my god, imagine being him. He was like, oh yeah, great. They didn't get Carey Price. I'm the starter. <laughs> I'm the starter. This is. They brought him out on stage. This is your starting goalie for the Seattle Kraken. And, then, and a week later, by the way, you're now the backup to <laughs> a guy who was a Vesna finalist this year. Yeah, and like, should he have been a Vesna finalist? Uh, probably not. When you can say what you want, but when, he was whatever. He is very good. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not an outrageous contract, if I'm being nope. honest. I'm surprised Colorado couldn't match it. It's just I'm just so surprised he went to Seattle and they made that type of push and yeah. they yeah. had to trade Vanacek back to the Capitals. Oh, which, by the way, speaking of getting like pennies on the dollar when the asking price was a first and a third, or if it was goalies like a second and a third or whatever. Yeah. And then nobody wants to make a deal with you because your asking price is just too high and everybody got burned last year. And then you just trade Vanacek back anyway for like a second. Like you're not doing a very good job, Seattle. Yeah. And give us McCann back, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I get it from Colorado standpoint here. That look, McKinnon's due for a raise in two years. They have a guy. They have a bunch of guys that are UFA next year. They just paid McCarr. They're probably not going to be able to move that Johnson deal. Like. And that they probably couldn't afford to give Grubauer that much. They were probably saying, okay, we'll give you like five and a half, five. But man, you lose your starting goalie. And like, hey, they went on God's Darcy Kemper. He's a very good goalie. Problem is, Kemper has also had that thing like Andre Kasha where he does tend to get injured. And so does their backup goalie. Yeah. And so does their backup in Pavel Francouz. So yeah, weird. It was just very, very weird. And I, I, I don't really like if I'm Philip Grubauer, I would have like I get you just had the best season of your life, but you couldn't have taken a pay cut stick around yeah. on that team. Landeskog did. I thought yeah. Landeskog took took a McCarr hefty did. <laughs> McCarr did. McCarr hundred percent did after seeing what Seth Jones signed for. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, man. That's a weird thing in Colorado. And then they had to give up Connor Timmins, who yeah. was gonna be a pretty 
you know, important piece of their blue line, given their blue line is still nasty because they have Bowen Byram coming. And obviously they got the aforementioned Kale McCarr. Yeah, tough day to be a Colorado Avalanche. At least they didn't lose Landeskog too. Right. At least they got him. Yeah. And I give them real props for just really going out and getting Kemper right away because mm-hmm. they didn't waste any time doing that. And no. I think they didn't this year, waste time, but oh boy, did they, they pay paid a price it. to get him. Yeah. Well, they were desperate. Yeah. But I think and the Arizona reason, knew it. The reason why they paid the price, guys, I think we're going to see the emergence of Darcy Kemper being a top 10 goal in the league established mm-hmm. right here this year. He's playing on Colorado, guys. He was oh, playing he's Arizona healthy, before. he is. Yeah. The problem he's is nasty. he's never played more than 12 games a season for the last three years. Last year, oh, I think played, we had. He played. He what, played. 10? He, we had ten. I think us. we had him at ten. He played fifty-five a couple years ago. Did he not? Something Darcy Kemper like in like, twenty eighteen nineteen. He played fifty-five. Last year he played twenty-nine. This past year twenty-seven. Okay, so my number was off, but still. Yeah, he's actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been an issue for him. Is he'll be good. Healthy. Very good this year, though. Yeah, if he can stay he healthy, will. that that's if, a good one. It's a good one for Colorado. But still. That's a price I don't pay for. We hope he's healthy. Yeah. What I'm calling. Yeah, out. well, they had to, right? There wasn't any goalies on the market. They they had to go trade route. And right. Kemper was the best option. Shout out the Coyotes, though, for the oh, way yeah. they've stockpiled assets in this past month. They have two firsts for next year. They got one, they got five seconds next year. And then they have all their picks except for their seventh. Like They've done a really good job of stockpiling assets, and then there's probably some guys that they'll be able to flip the deadline for more assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you know what? Tearing down a team is quite easy to do, um, but oh boy, <laughs> did they do it correct! Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, taking boy, on taking on all those bad contracts was probably, and they still have nine million in cap space. And I wonder how much, <laughs> like, hilariously enough, I wonder how much teams getting burned by, by Vegas has played into Arizona's emergence here, because. No longer Seattle was the we have cap space. Come dump your contracts here. Uh, they it's Arizona do a deal for bad no, contracts. Not one. Did they? Not one. Nope. And not one. Arizona because nobody wanted. Nobody wants to talk to Seattle. Nobody wants to be the first GM to be burned by Seattle. <laughs> and not gonna lie, I think if you talk to Seattle, you're probably gonna end up on the better side of a trade. I don't think they're doing a very good job right now. No, um, uh, the whole Grubauer fiasco that they. Did his contract wrong? Was <laughs> yeah. How do you? Who do you pay? <laughs> I like, thought they were supposed to be one of the more forward-thinking organizations in the right. NHL. You didn't realize you couldn't. It was like something with twenty-five percent of the yeah the with a signing bonus. Like, what do you? You didn't do that right. <laughs> oh, like man, at least cracking. what was the last time we saw that the three-way Reeves trade with like Pittsburgh and everything? Yes, the NHL and said it nope. was like they kept submitting it um different orders. Yo, this is like one sheet of paper. You just wrote the numbers down wrong. Right. How did you well, mess this up? Well, they fixed it. They fixed it so they're good. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, just a really, really just, yeah, weird. Weird, to Man. say the least. Somebody call Seattle. You're going to get the better end of a deal here, please. Yeah. Anyway, um, I give Seattle probably a pass. The Schwartz deal is, if he's healthy, Pretty good. Yeah, Wenberg, it's like money. Hey, well, we're just going to spend it. Um, right. Moving on. Boston Bruins. They had a big day. They had a big buzzing. day. Buzzing. It, yeah. The buzzing Bruins, as Thomas wanted to say. Um, they made some good moves, and there's other ones I really question, like Derek Forbert. Why did you give him three years of $3 million AAV? Mike I Riley, gave him, too. Mike Riley, I at least like. I think he's a 
formidable top four guy. Derek Forward on the other hand. Oh, I, um, I do like the Eric Howell signing. I think that's a really low risk. Hey, we lost David Krejci. And Sean Crowley. Maybe this, and Sean yeah, Crowley. Yeah, and Sean Crowley who got like – I didn't get a lot of money. You go at like two and a half over four years. You got the Matt. Yep. (laughs) That was, I I couldn't believe he got two and a half per. Yeah, but they got Linus Olmark. So there's their new starting goalie. Which Um, isn't too bad. And I think that's a solid pickup for them, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And they got Jeremy Swayman, who they're very, very, very high on. Like they basically had to pick between Swayman and and, uh, Vladar. Mm -hmm. And they chose Swayman, you know, rightfully so. He had a very good year. I don't know if you saw his stats. If he was like a nine thirty-five this year or something. Oh, he was in great like ten year. games. He was phenomenal for the Bruins. Yeah. Um, but the big story that came out of uh, this past week is that um, David Krejci will not be returning. He is off to the Czech Republic to finish off his playing career. Career there. You know what? For so much of the last decade of the Bruins and that top line going to work. David Krejci has been one hell of a center and got no mm-hmm. recognition for it. No, one of the, he, most one of the more, players. yeah, one of the most underappreciated players for a while. The, like David that Krejci. loss, coupled with we'll see how like Bergeron and Marchand are able to age, and we already saw the curve with Bergeron starting to happen this year. Did we though? He was good this year. He was good. He hasn't. He hasn't been as good as he it's has funny. been. We all, it's funny. We say starting. we say it every we say yet. it every year that it's like. This is the year Bergeron falls off a cliff and then he goes out and gets 48 points in 54 games. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah, that it starts to accelerate the curve and losing Krejci behind doesn't give him the protection that he's always used to having. Yeah. Um, the they're Bruins are in an interesting center. spot and I think they're on the, like, they've had a good run and they're on the wrong side of being um, a contending team now, it would have been nice if you had Shabbat, Barzell, and Connor, but it's okay, <laughs> guys. Zachary Shinshin and Jakob Zaboral. Um, hey, Nebraska's okay. Uh, except think, for they made him play him. with concussions, and now he's bad. Yeah. Can I interest the Bruins in one slightly used Sean Monahan? Hey, they might be a team call up. Well, there's been, they've been saying, Potentially Christian Dvorak there too. Yeah. To fill I, I would like spot. that. Well, I don't like that because I don't want the Bruins to be good, but like that would be a very <laughs> good fit for them. Yeah. And, and then Tuka Rask. Uh, is out until December, January. I don't even know if he'll get a contract. And then we completely skipped the Nick Felino getting $3.8 million for the next two years in Boston. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I thought word was he was going to go back to Columbus, but I guess not. I thought, I thought word was he was going to go to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was, was that rumor probably. too that he was going to Minnesota. But hey, he got paid in Boston. But um, you better hope he is somewhat good and not what he was in Toronto. Yeah, or else, oof, that could yep. come back to bite you. Yep. Uh, you know what? Bruins had a. I don't think they've had a very good offseason so far so yeah it's funny because we said that last year too and then they ended up being pretty good this year yeah and thomas you were right with pasternak coming on late for that late rocket push too (laughs) i remember you saying that it was like oh wait for pass to come back and like one like third game in hat trick and it's like oh fuck he's back yeah and then he just went cold again (laughs) Yeah, yeah but i think with boston this they have to go all in or else 
This is it. This is really yep. it for them. These last yep. these next few years are really gonna be the it. The last two years were the two this is it like, years, and then this is mm-hmm. the it's been it. How do we keep uh letting it be it? So we'll this see might what be their do. last dance type year almost without the yeah. five championships. Anyway, um we do want to get into all of the notable signings and moves that happened on free agency. Uh, yeah. We'll just kind of run through them very quick. Um, in Get my opinion, them, yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, the best signing of free agency that took place, Dougie Hamilton. He was the big fish free agent this year. He ends up in New Jersey. Nine million AAV, seven years. Um, guys, to me, that's the best signing, I think. He was the big fish. New Jersey got him. Yep. And by far the best. I liked mm-hmm. um I think it was Greg Wyshynski on Twitter. Just every day he would put out like a transit map of Prudential Center to this museum. <laughs> Prudential Center to this museum. How far is it? <laughs> um and you know what? If Dougie wanted his money, he went to New Jersey. They have a lot of money and a lot of cap space. I think he'll be fantastic so much. with that core. Mm-hmm. And he gets to play in a bigger city being the greater New York, New Jersey area without the spotlight of being a ranger or something like that. And I think he yep. will be, I think that's just a fantastic fit. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's such a good fit. I'm excited to see what this, not even Dougie Hamilton, what that core New of New Jersey yeah. can do, man, with him. Like, it's incredible what they've built there. And especially on the back end, guys. Like, wow. So, yeah. really good group. Like, yeah. You got your top pair next year is probably going to be Graves and Hamilton, which I think those two will mesh really well. You got um, Damon Severson and Ty Smith. And then which Damon Severson, he's only like 26, and I feel like he's 32. Yeah. That dude oh, I know. It feels like he's been around shit. forever. Yeah. That dude's yeah. seen some shit in his And now there. he's not going to be forced to be the number one guy on the right side. It's very clearly going to be Dougie. And um, he'll benefit from it immensely oh of course he will because dougie's gonna be getting all the tough matchups and then you got siegenthaler and suban which is most likely your third pair and then oh yeah nine million of suban comes off the books next year and you still have 21 million in cap space if you're the devils right now yeah they need to sign some forwards but the yeah devils are under go- the cap floor i believe no they're over it by they just are over it. It. Yeah, they're okay. over it but um thomas tatar might be a pretty good fit there I think I should see I think that's should where they just have so many young forwards. I don't think I'd bring in another one. Or yeah, I don't think I'd I bring think in another forward. That, yeah, that's a guy I think you could throw with Hughes or Heesher. And because right now, technically in their NHL roster, they only got one, two, three, nine. Four. Yeah, it's not 10 guys, and two of them are RFAs, Kukanen and Sharon Govich. Yep. Um, that's assuming, obviously, that Holtz is going to crack the lineup next year and potentially Nolan Foot and maybe Dawson Mercer. But um, if I'm the Devils, hey, why not take a flyer on a guy like Tatar? But um, to me, Dougie Hamilton was the best signing of the day. I'm so happy for Dougie, guys. So Damn. happy. So Damn. happy for that I'm guy. He got his payday, and it wasn't yeah. 6.2 from the Kings. Dude, ridiculous. What a ridiculous. What a, what a joke there are. Like, games that's are. insulting. That's like... Hey Dougie, would you take six point two? And then he yeah. kind of laughs at you and says, "Don't talk to me ever again." Yeah, he tells them to go fuck themselves and they leave. They, they might be the cheapest organization in the NHL, guys. Like they Probably. sold Nelkovich, yep. didn't do Hamilton, and they lowballed on Brindamore, which obviously they got a deal done. But yeah, yeah. And then they brought in, you know, <laughs> yep. we we know, <laughs> yep. yeah. And then uh, 
quickly. Jonathan Bernier, hey, that yeah, good got deal. the extra $1.5 million because yeah. the Devils have a lot of cap space. Yeah, yeah. No, that's but You know what? That's, that's a good little tandem that they're going to have there with Blackwood and Bernier. Oh, and Blackwood's going to benefit really well from having Bernier behind him. Yeah, he's not going to be forced to play as many games as he possibly he can. Yeah, and they're not going to be shelled every time he isn't starting. That's a fantastic pickup for them. Yeah. They're, I still don't think they make the playoffs, but oh man, they're going to have a fantastic yeah. little season. I think Jack Hughes. I think he's going to pop big time next year. Okay, I know he did this year. If you watch Jack Hughes plays, he was unbelievable. Um, I think the point totals are going to start to come. And if you're Dougie, man, you get the pass to Nico and Jack and Alex Holtz, and then you, your partner yeah. of the future and Luke Hughes. Man, like what New Jersey's doing there. Tom Fitzgerald, man, he's done a great job. Can't discredit him at all. And then um, um, yeah. quickly before we move on, a devil's note, kind of not necessarily breaking news, but like kind of breaking news. In translation here, uh, or translation, there is a the devils are have a lot of room on the payroll to make acquisitions and are going to keep attacking this offseason. They should, as they should. They're going to have to. They're, they're, in a tough, they're in a tough division, man. They're going to have to do everything mm-hmm. they can. Um, this was the deal that kind of broke the league. Zach Wierenski, six years, $9.583 million per year, six years in Columbus. Um, is this the please stay in Columbus money? Oh, 100%, guys. Come on. See, I don't – this isn't like the Seth Jones where why did Chicago need to do that? They had all the bargaining power. I don't mind this deal for either side. He got paid, right? And Columbus had so to he, do it. He got his money. Columbus can do it. They can afford to do it. Um, they needed to pay a little bit over, but it buys up all of his 20s. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a single year on that back end of that contract where you go, oh, he won't be worth that. You can make an argument for every single year on that contract. He will be roughly worth... Nine point five, whatever, and you will be happy with it. Hey, but, I love me some Zach Wierenski, but that's I do yeah, too. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. I of do money too. For them. But um, like the Kale McCarr deal, it's short and it kind of walks them right into unrestricted free agency. So you're saying that with that deal leading up to it, he is worth. Uh, what did he get? He got nine. Nine, nine million? on the dot. Nine, nine on, on the dot. dot. That he is worth nine on the dot today and through all of his restricted free agency years and then at the end he is free to go whatever he feels he is actually worth which who knows at that point could be 11 12 13 million dollars and it walks him right into that zach warinski buys up every single useful year of his unrestricted free agency because he got that that's valuable it's valuable there's yeah. not a single bad year on this. And if you're comparing Wierenski to Makars, I love the Wierenski a little bit more than I do the Makars, even though it is slightly higher. Columbus needed to do it more. And I think Colorado really missed the ball, walking him right into unrestricted free agency. The thing is with Colorado's end, it's like they had to. Like they, they have they're to. And they absolutely have to win now. And if they say gave Makar the three-year bridge, it might have been way too much after. Like, because if Makar keeps his pace in three years, what's he asking for? 12, 13? Oh, yeah. Look, they, He's still sure, under they lost. Control. They, and if you're yeah, Colorado, they, they lost a few years, but. Win. Like the Braden point, you were trying to win before that bridge is over. 
And they did and then twice. You, <laughs> and then you deal with that, right? They're going to deal with it next year, and they've already won twice. The McCarr one, they haven't won yet, but they have to before that's over, and with the McKinnon and everything coming in, um, that's a little bit besides the point. I just... Uh, it walks them right into unrestricted free agency. And is it what it is, up, unfortunately. It buys up nothing at a high price, whereas Wierenski buys up a lot at a little bit higher of a price, but they needed to because they're Columbus. Yeah. Well, and you talked about brain point. I mean, go right to him now. 9.5 for what? Eight yeah, years. Eight years. Love it's... Tampa Bay, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, of course. How can Congrats. you just go and say this is a bad deal? You can't even do that. No, it's, it's fantastic. Don't they have a thing? It was uh, Kucherov to a year out yeah. from yeah. it. They're like, Kucherov got his yeah, year here's out. Vasilevsky got his a year out. Yep. Stamkos was the only one that almost like ended up walking. Stamkos was the only one. Yeah, because he just wanted walked. to see what the Leafs pitch was. And then it was, hey, here's a Canadian tire uh, sponsorship deal. And he was like, like ah, oh. I shall stay in Tampa Bay. I'll just stay in Tampa. Made, uh, made absolutely the right choice there. But yeah, Braden Point. Worth every penny, man. Every single penny. And they, hey, it's like, who cares? They won. They won twice. Oh, yeah. In a row. Yep. And this is like, hey, you helped us win. Here's your money, and we're good. So, great signing for the Lightning. I don't think any of us disagree on that. No. Yeah, no, it's, man, he did his job. He got paid for it. Yep. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes. I, Outside of the Oilers, I really do think they've had the worst offseason in the NHL. Um, outside uh, of the Oilers, yeah, I would, I'd, I'd make the argument that Carolina's had a horrible offseason. Um, I used to like that team, not so much anymore. They go out and they they didn't have any goalies under contract. They obviously traded Nedeljkovic, Bernie did, told them to fuck off, and he didn't sign with them. Um, so they go out, anti Ranta, two years, two million AAV. Hey, if he's healthy, that's good. Um, Freddie Anderson, they signed him as well. So Freddie Anderson coming full circle with the Hurricanes, who originally mm-hmm. drafted him and then re-entered the draft with Anaheim. Um, he gets two years at four and a half million per. Why? Why didn't you give that to Nedeljkovic? Uh, you gave it to I don't two know, worst man, goalies. The third round pick must have been pretty valuable. <laughs> I just yeah, I don't understand what they're doing here. No, neither do I. The Ranta one, I get cool. That's he's serviceable. Two point hey, two. The, for you two. know what? Like, him and Nedeljkovic. Him and Nedeljkovic would have been a good little tandem, right? Yeah, and you grow with Nedeljkovic. Maybe they just thought that they will have to make the cold hard decision uh, and let him go and bring in somebody that can do it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure if Freddie will be that guy. That's a big risk coming off the year that he had. <laughs> Huge risk. Well, the past and, two years. Yeah, the last yeah, the last two years. And I uh, would have paid the extra one point or would have paid one point five less, especially for Carolina that has no money to begin with. Um, and given it to Nidalkovich and sort of grown with him and see him take that next step next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would have been a lot it would have been a lot better use of their time and money <laughs> just going with that. Um but it is kind of funny. The Leafs and Canes kind of flipped goalies. And if they I'm did. being honest, I think the Leafs came out on top of that. Yeah. I just, I can't, I, it's a hard, like, I don't get it, man. With Carolina, it's a risk. Yeah. You know what? Quite, quite honestly, screw the Hurricanes. I only like Svechnikov anyway. 
only liked you guys for Hamilton. And they lost a lot of fans, I think. At least, not even fans. I think they lost a lot of respect around the league. Yeah, and credit. Yeah, yeah. From what they did. You know, low-balling Hamilton, low-balling Nadelkovic, and then trading him for pennies on the dollar. Well, bringing in, yeah. Bringing in D'Angelo, which, like, why is this guy getting another fucking chance in three, this league? Three teams have lost a whole lot of respect this offseason. Carolina, mm-hmm. Vegas, a lot of stuff that's been rumored has come out, and yep. nobody likes them anymore. Nope. And the Habs. Yeah. After Twitch. all the respectability that the Habs built up. The Habs and Hurricanes, both of them. You know, yep. The Hurricanes were a great story these past three years. And the Habs and, were, too, this last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Habs and after that playoff run, it was like, just, hey, like, nope. You know, they were such a fun story with like Caulfield still being like a literal child having so much fun, Suzuki. And yeah, just what a brutal, brutal, brutal. And speaking of the Habs, uh, Philip Deneau, former Hab, he goes to the Kings six years, five and a half per year. Weird signing for the Kings. I don't really know why they're the ones that gave Deneau that kind of money. <laughs> so just a little. Little weird because like is the plan to go Kopitar Deno Byfield, which is pretty Kopitar, good, but also Byfield Deno, and then they still have Turcott, Byfield, uh, Velarde, Velarde as well. <laughs> they have a whole glut. Their prospect of pool is so good. Prospects, especially down the middle, and I wonder if eventually the plan is to move Kopitar to the wing. No. Let Byfield take that step up eventually. Like the no, Leafs, no. that's Kopitar the plan with Tavares. That's the plan with Tavares. We're gonna have another eleven million dollar winger in the back two years of that contract. Same with Kopitar is probably what's gonna happen there when he starts yeah, slowing I, down. Yeah, given Kopitar's only got three take years that left. Jump, um, one of the U.S. kids can go take that second line spot, and you still have to know or interchange them, whatever. Honestly, quite a lot for Philip to know. Well, it is. But I like it. I think in that Pacific division, every team in that division is going, okay, here, we have a chance. We have a chance, yeah. Except, well, except maybe Anaheim, but and San like, Jose. anything and San Jose. Can, anything can happen at division, clearly. And, you know, they went after Arvidsson, they got to know. They got two guys who they probably wanted. And I said before, when they got Arvidsson, they needed guys who can actually step up and play, and their young guys aren't ready. But I'd like to see their young guys get a shot and start, hopefully yeah. start playing, just... Now with this, it's going to put them back in the shadows again. Probably another development year, but we'll see what happens. I will I say... I think the Kings make the playoffs. They might. If Cal Peterson is as advertised, yeah, they might. They um, book but it right that, now. The LA Kings make the playoffs. Except their blue line is pretty trash, but it's okay. But like, just real quick before we move on, Kopitar to know? That's going to be pretty tough. That's, to like, that's going to be tough. Playoff tough. Oh yeah! Like we talk about the Islanders and how they're able to shut down, dude. That is <laughs> on two like perennial selkie conversation guys yeah. going forward. Oh, they're gonna be so tough to play against. Yeah, so so tough, and yeah. it's perfect for the kids coming up. Perfect. Yeah, like Byfield, Turcotte, they're all gonna be able to get sheltered a little bit until and they're ready for perfect kind of leadership going forward. Of hey, this is how you play the game, and also yeah. you have the skill. Keep going. I just wouldn't have gave him that kind of term. It's a lot no, of no, we're close. Yeah. But anyway, um, the Habs did make a couple signings. Um, if, if um, what's his name? What's the coach's name? Dom Ducharme. If he hated Tom Statar, oh boy, I don't think he's going to have fun with Mike Hoffman. Three years, four and a half million AEV with the Habs. David Savard, he was brought in from Tampa. Four years, a three and a half. 
Um, I don't love the Hoffman signing for them. I like it. I like it's it. good because he's going to be really good on the power play, which is what they kind of need considering Weber's gone. But the, I feel if, like they just Ducharme, got, if Ducharme like, didn't like Tatar man and he didn't play a good enough two way game for him, what the hell do they think Hoffman's going to do? See, that's where I'm like, you got Mike Hoffman to kind of take over the role that Caulfield was good at now, right? Separate sides. Separate sides. Hey, you got, you got one T option on both sides now, but... That's a lot of money to give to a power play specialist, and yeah. I don't think you necessarily... End term. term is end term two, and I'm honest, I don't really know how good of a year he had in St. Louis, but it must have been pretty good to get that kind of deal. He's going to score. He's going to score, but he's, gonna he's score. not going to do it at 5-on-5. Five five. No, and that's another weakness that the Habs have. No 5-on-5 five five scoring. And all of a sudden, you get slightly weaker as a defensive club, losing Philip Deneau and bringing in Mike Hoffman. I know center wing, but like, it's still just... It feels like a step back in the grand scheme of things that they didn't necessarily need to make. Um... I don't know. I, I I like it. They need goals. He scores goals. I don't care. Like defense. We talked about defense. They played good defense in the playoffs, guys. Like, yeah, and then they brought in David Savard, who you can play good defense. Yeah, he's a little overrated. Probably got a yeah. little too much term, a little yeah. too much money. But yeah. that's what you do in free agency. Unfortunately, he's overpay. So my worry here with the Habs is they went, oh shit, we almost did it. Oh, and here's some guys and my yeah. out. we can do it now, guys. And I think they think they were a Mike Hoffman away. And then realistically, just looking at the big picture, Caulfield takes a step up. Great. Lose Deneau for Hoffman. That's a negative. Lose Weber for Savard. That's a negative. I don't. I think they and think they could make it, but they really are taking another step back. And I yeah. just, I worry we'll it's going to hurt them going down the line. <laughs> yeah, it's it funny. could. It really could. It's funny, like you're saying a step back, and we're talking about our team blowing a 3-1 series lead to the Montreal Canadiens, and we're not taking a step back. Oh, we're taking a step back. <laughs> so that means no playoffs. <laughs> that means no playoffs then. <laughs> well, well, Florida's better, Boston better, Tampa better. Wild cards exist, but the Metropolitan's a fun The, the Metropolitan exists, that monster. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. Hot take: Buffalo makes the playoffs. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Dude, that was your hot take Buffalo. last year. I know, but obviously, hot it's not take: Buffalo now. doesn't finish last. Ooh, Arizona. Arizona's yeah. going for it. Yeah. Um. Just we'll run through these ones yeah, really just quick. Run them. Brandon Saad, five years, four and a half million with the Blues. Um. Too much term, too much money for Brandon Saad, in my opinion. Yep. I would have given like three, three years, four and a half is okay. Um. There's a little too much term for a team that, let's be honest, the Blues aren't winning anything. So, anyway. Um, Ryan Murray, we talked about it. One year, two million with the Avs. I love that deal for that for the Avs. Thomas deal, is, is agreeing. Uh, he's a guy that, if he stays healthy, could play in the top four. Tyler Bertuzzi, he re-signed in Detroit. Two years, 4.75 AAV. Pretty solid for Tyler Bertuzzi. He's a good little hockey player. Um, Corey Perry. If you can't beat him, join him. He goes to the Lightning two years, one million per. Uh, that's man, Corey Perry, three teams in three years, man. It's really not even that, like the two years, right? If you can't win this year, okay, we got next year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and then we already talked about the Avs. 
um, trading a 2022 first and Connor Timmons for uh, Darcy Kemper. We already went over that. So that's no big deal. Um, Thomas, what was your favorite signing? We're just waiting for Tom to get back. Tom, what was your favorite signing? Like of any team? Yeah, like who do you think came out like best bang for their buck? I think we might do a segment on that later, but in terms of in terms of a player like Like signing, just yeah, in terms of a player signing a deal, it's probably Dougie. Guys, come on, like yeah, that's a good that's a good deal. Like, and maybe Ryan Murray as well. Bolster really bolster that Colorado blue line. I agree. I agree. Um, this is one we've been holding off on for the last while. Um, Jack Eichel. Oh, baby. Jack Eichel. Um, this situation is heating up and it's going to heat up fast. Uh, his agency came out. They put a note out on Twitter. If you didn't see it, um, you can just probably look it up. Uh, they basically said that they've hated the way the Sabres have, um, handled the situation. They said, and I quote, the system is not working and they expected a Jack Eichel trade to already happened. Um, and that if he takes his preferred route of surgery, he will be ready for the first game in October. I cannot believe this trade has not happened. I don't understand why it didn't happen on draft day because that's when it should have happened for the Sabres. They would have had another top 10 pick at the very least or another one in at least the top 15. I know they got the other one from Philly, but they would have had three picks if they had just moved Eichel and they would have got a lot more than just that pick. Um, Disaster in Buffalo. The, the Sabres are a joke, quite clearly. The way they've handled every situation. And poor Owen Power has now got to go into there. And <laughs> and Rasmus Dahlin is, you know, basically the franchise is on his shoulders now. Literally, because um, there's nobody else. <laughs> there's no one else there because Eichel's going to be gone. Just It's a matter. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when or it's going to happen. Like, does he refuse to play? Yeah, no, 100% he's refusing. No, he's never, I think like, he'll play. No. I think it's going to be a lot like Matt Duchesne, no. where he's going to no. show up, but he's going to be very angry. No, he's not. You don't no. think he's going to play at all with Buffalo? No. no. I said this, what, four, five, six months ago at this point, when Eichel first got hurt, and they were questioning how long it would be, and I said he's played his last game as a Buffalo Sabre, and we're sitting here this far down the line, I'm sticking to that. He's yeah. never putting on that jersey again. I think it's going to get done before the season. I really, really do. I just I can't believe it's not done yet. Well, no, I, I don't I even get like, it. So I you get said this. that like he might not play for the Sabres again. He might not even play for his freaking team that he gets traded for at the start. Well, this his, guy needs a surgery. He his agency surgery. said if they get it done, he will be ready. I d- doubt it. Doubt it. Come on. That surgery is not just something you just like throw in he's there. Skating, he's skating right now. Yeah, which supposedly it's a surgery. It's the her- herniated disc replacement. And supposedly it's quite common in other sports, but not hockey. Yeah. So I can see it being, I don't really know the timeline on it, but like. They said he'd be ready for October. Two months. Whether it's true. But even if you're a team trading for Eichel. Right. If he misses a month. Two months. You're getting Jack freaking Eichel, man. <laughs> I'm still doing the deal. Yeah. You're getting Jack Eichel. So like, <laughs> and we just saw Seth Jones go for a King's Ransom. We just saw, what was the other big trade that I, we Darcy saw his Kemper teammate Rasmus Ristolainen go got for his, his teammate Rasmus Ristolainen went for a King's Ransom. Yep. The, the, the Canucks gave up a, <laughs> a, the ninth overall pick for 
Oliver freaking Ekman Larson, given they got Connor Garland, different, you know, different situation. But I don't understand why teams are backing out on Jack Eichel. When was when was the last time we saw a legitimate superstar locked up for term? In Eichel's case, it's five years. And he's 25 and under. When was the last time? Uh never. I couldn't because this doesn't happen. Superstar and centers then, do not yes. become available. Superstar ever. centers never become Superstar available. And then who are also so angry at their team because yeah. the team has no idea how to what handle to this injury. And then if they don't know how to handle it, what makes you think that other teams looking at that situation will go, yeah, we trust Buffalo to give us the medical advice. Mm-hmm. Like, I get we it. need this... to make this deal. This is the Agreed. absolute worst time that this could have happened for Buffalo in terms of trading Jack Eichel. Because I don't know if they're going to... They were never, ever, 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 ever going to win a trade for Jack Eichel. Never. Never going to win that you trade. You know what? Seeing what the reports were like before the draft and, oh, Buffalo's asking seven assets and one of them might be a top 10 pick. <laughs> they're not getting that anymore. And there's teams in on it like LA is looking at it and the Ducks Minnesota. are looking at it and Minnesota's looking at it. If they make that, they win that. And I don't know what was holding them back. It must have been the other teams not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, it's also because teams are afraid to give up assets for a superstar, which I don't understand. Who's injured? A superstar and who is injured, and you okay. don't know how you come back from that. Right. I still think, let's say, worst case scenario, Jack Eichel misses the whole year. You still get four years of Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel hasn't played in a year and a half. Fair enough. And then before that, only played 20 games in the last year. 20 games in three years or something like that. It's a tough situation. That's. But I'm still very much in the boat of if he's available, go freaking get him. Go get him. I would. This never happens, guys. This never happens. If you're a team that needs a freaking number one center. I know. I'm looking right at you. I'm looking right at you, Bradtree Living. If you're a team that needs a number one center. Give up the farm for him. Who cares? Do you? Is there anyone in your organization that's as good or going to be better than Jack Eichel, or no. is going to with a draft pick? I, if you, okay, if it's the Flames, is there anyone in their organization right now that's going to be current roster prospects picks? Are there no. anyone in that organization that's going to be as good or better than Jack Eichel? No. No. The issue no. is if you make that trade, what's left in your organization to surround with Jack Eichel anyway? Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lindholm, Blake Coleman, Andrew Mangiapane. They look if they're not getting what they thought they were. The Sabers. Let's be quite frank. No, and they're the not getting what goes they, the less and less and less. Exactly, they get. they're not going to get what they want. If that report that Vegas, what they wanted from Vegas is true, what was it? Riley Smith, Peyton Krebs, Nick Hagen a first. Is that, that crippling your organization? No. Yeah. And let's no. Is that crippling? The team trading for Jack. Oh Eichel. no, not a chance. No, no, no. So, like, and I said it to I said it to Tom. What's the Flames equivalent of that trade? Okay, let's put it together. Sean Monahan and Riley Smith. They're pretty similar. Monahan, yeah. they're around the same age. Smith might be a little older. Monahan plays center. He's got an extra year left on his deal. Riley Smith's UFA at the end of next year. Okay, that's pretty similar. Who's their Peyton Krebs equivalent? That's pretty easy. It's Connor Zary. 
I know your thoughts on Connor's area. You're not very high, but those two guys have been very similar in their projection routes. Um, their D plus one years were very, very similar. Zary didn't have a great world juniors. That's fine. It's a one tournament sample size. Zary had a really good, uh, D plus one year. Nick Hag, who's their Nick Hag? Yusuf Valamaki. He's, he's better than Nick Hag. He projects to be the, better than Nick Hag. He's better than Nick Hag right now. And then the first round pick Calgary's is probably going to be better than Vegas's. Why are you not pulling the trigger? If that's the ask. See, that's not crippling your organization. That's not. I'm sorry. Like, no, it's not. What's what's the holdback here? If that's the ask, I even wonder. If, even if it's even if it's Coronado, or it's Peltier, like, I who wonder cares? If, like to make up, say, like assuming Buffalo thinks Krebs is a first line center, right? Or will be, or at least a second, or at least yep. a top six. Um, Connor Zara is not necessarily that. Then uh, give him Coronado. Give him Coronado. Sure. Then who cares? Like Monahan and like a Mangiapani kind of thing, Even right? That, and you're going to need to make it. up for. It. And you know what? Buffalo probably values Nick Hag so incredibly highly because he's Rasmus Ristolainen, but younger, kind of more offensive, and has more upside, and kind of fits better to what they need. And I think your Valimaki comparison there isn't quite what Buffalo values. As much. Well, if they, if they want the better player, Valamaki's the better player. Let's put Dude, it frankly. We know they the don't necessarily player. like. They don't necessarily know, want the better. I player. know, but from a player-to-player sure. standpoint, Valamaki's better than Hag. And look, and if teams are backing out, we've we've been told by Michael Russo that Minnesota's backed out, LA's backed out. Who's still in the running? Elliot Friedman said LA's in the. Or sorry, uh, Anaheim's in the running. Calgary has been in and out. Vegas, but Vegas doesn't have the freaking cap space to do it. Even if they do move out, guys, where are they going to move out now? Unless Vegas is retaining, right, not Vegas, uh, Buffalo's retaining, which I very, very, very highly doubt they even do. Um, man, do it. Freaking do it, man. If you're able to keep the guys that are in your top six intact, Gaudreau, that guy's not going into Jack Eichel trade. He's got one year left. Why would they want him? Kachuk would be the guy who makes the most sense, but from what we've heard, they just want picks and prospects. So it doesn't really necessarily seem like it's going to be Kachuk. Mangiapani, okay, if they want him, but you can still keep him. Coleman's obviously not going. Hey, if they want Dubé, take Dubé. It's okay. That's fine. Like, but, I think the haul from, Col- or from Calgary is going to be higher than the Vegas haul. Oh, a hundred percent it will be. Way a hundred percent. I think the, Buffalo looks at Vegas and goes, "That's a smart organization. They picked smart players." But we Vegas want doesn't have anyone players. left. Who does Vegas have left in there? They traded. Branstrom's gone. Glass is yeah. gone. Uh, Suzuki's right? gone. They, all they really have left is Peyton Krebs. That's the okay, only guy they have left, anymore. and Hank. Who I I don't think Hag no, yeah, is yeah. that special. I think he's a good third pairing guy. I think that's what he's going to be. You know, I there's the Flames have, in my opinion, a very underrated prospect pool. I'm not saying any of them are going to be superstars. I think Coronado is by far their best prospect. Um, I think that's the issue. And they just got him. They, Buffalo thinks Krebs can at least be like an elite player. Yeah. And like talking to Andrew, right, Andy, we were yeah. talking about this the other day. Uh, even he thinks Krebs is going to be still quite a valuable player and quite a good player. I think he will player. be. I, obviously, I don't really know. But yeah, I think Krebs will be good. And but where's the rest coming from from Vegas' end? I, 
Who knows? I don't think like Vegas doesn't have the cap space to make it work. That's the other yeah, issue. And that's the other they thing. Don't they don't have trade Flurry the Flames for nothing have, and sign yeah. or and get Dadanov. Like, yeah, they got Dadanov. Like uh, Tux that's not the use LTIR, of seven but, million dollars I would have done. Yeah, and they and they Tuck's going on LTIR, but like he makes four million bucks, so it's not like that's ten. Right. Um, just I keep saying it. If you're able to run a top six of Gaudreau, Eichel, Kachuk, Coleman, Lindholm, Mangiapane. I'm telling you that on paper, that's one of the hardest top sixes you'll have to play against. That top line, that potential top line of Gaudreau, Kachuk, and Eichel. Dude, Gaudreau carried around Monaghan's ass for years. Years. Imagine what he can do with Eichel. Imagine what Matthew Kachuk's primary center is whole career has been Michael Backlund. Imagine what he can do with a Jack Eichel. You move Lindholm down to the 2C spot where he definitely should be with Coleman and Mangiapane. It would be... Man. It would man. make them a lot better. But also, like, it's just such a... I know you have the, oh, it's Jack Eichel. He doesn't come available. He doesn't. It does, he doesn't. That you player don't never know. becomes available. You don't know what he's going to be. And he's, you know what I, you know what I tell you? Value gets less and less and less because you have more uncertainty, more uncertainty, and he hasn't played in forever, and he won't play in forever because who knows what the disc surgery, and it's just wait, wait, Buffalo out. You know what I can tell you? I can tell you Jack Eichel will be better than any player that the Flames trade to get him. I can tell you that much. He'll be that much better than any player that the Flames trade for him. That's the sure. number one center they need, man. They need them. And they're very, quite clearly, they're not rebuilding after they sign Coleman. Go get them. I'm all in. Go get them. I feel like we'll we spent see. a lot of time on Eichel. Um, just trade them. I don't even, just don't trade them in the Pacific. Don't go to Vegas. If you're going to trade, <laughs> if Jack Eichel goes to a Pacific rival, fire Bradtree living out of a cannon because another superstar would be coming into that division, which they can't afford. Anyway. Uh, Tom wanted to do a little segment here of winners and losers of free agency. So Tom, yes. take so, it away. Uh, we did a little bit of a rapid fire segment. What was it last week? Last week, and it was, it was pretty fun. So the winners and losers of the deadline. I have ten things that I have selected because not all of them are teams. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to tell me quickly uh, which one wins. And which one loses, and a brief why. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to you first, and then we'll finish off with Thomas. So the first winner or loser is the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. Uh, I don't necessarily think they're a winner, but I don't even know if they were a loser. I like Omar. Gotta pick one. Gotta uh, pick one. Loser. Loser. I'll okay. say um, I'll say winner just because they lost guys, but they also replaced them. Doesn't mean they're the guys that are better that they replaced, but. At least they did got someone to kind of fill the void that they're missing. But the Krejci loss, the Ross loss, you're going to see it. I'm going to say winner just because they got the bodies they needed to bring in. Okay. Carolina Hurricanes. Loser. Loser times a thousand. Fuck those guys. Yeah, I'm going to go with loser there. They just lost a ton of guys. Brought some guys in. Not Ethan as good Bear is as good, lost. but that's it. Not Ethan as good. Bear is the only notable one. Okay. They, lost, they, lost, they lost Brock McGinn. They lost uh, Hamilton. Well, uh, and Jake also, gets traded. <laughs> they're they're also a loser because they still have Svechkov there. What makes you think they're going to pay him? 
Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even think about that. Offer sheet him. <laughs> Someone oh, on a team, go do it. And give them the massive signing bonus so they can't trade anyone, so that yep. they can't sign anyone else. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. Next, Colorado Avalanche. Ooh. I'm going to go winner because I like the Ryan Murray tra- uh, signing. I know Ooh. they lost Don Skoy. I know they lost Grubauer, but they did replace him with Kemper. Um, and they brought back Landis Cog. So I'm going to go winner for the Avalanche. I still think they're incredible. And the McCarty deal is fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Winner. Just, I know the guys they lost, but they did replace them in a way. But, you know, I think the contracts they signed were pretty, pretty decent. So, yeah, I'm going to like, go winner there. Yeah, like Don Squoy's good, but they free, freed up money and Alex Newhook's going to play next year. Exactly. I, I, they, got a, they got a solid prospect pool. I think there's going to be guys filling those holes. Even with Bo and Byram, like, stepping in for Ryan Graves. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, next one, I think it's a consensus on this one. The Edmonton Oilers. Hell. Massive L. Hey, I like I like uh, I like the Derek Ryan Derek Ryan signing, but no, nah, that's they brought back Smith. The Hyman deal's atrocious. Uh, they got Nuge. That's good. That's a good deal there. But then they used the savings to you know Tyson Berry and Cody Cece. Yeah, uh, Kenny Holland had a masterclass. Love Kenny Holland. I hope he sticks around forever. It's a okay. loss for the Oilers, but a win for us to smirk at. Okay. You know, I, I said it before, like, it makes me feel so much better that in northern Canada, there's, <laughs> or western Canada, it's like, Tree Living might be a bad GM, but he's always outdone by Benning and Ken Holland and Peter Shelley before that. So, it makes Tree Living look a little smarter than he is. <laughs> yeah, which might be to <laughs> his own detriment. Yeah, anyway. Exactly. Go get Eichel, baby. Go get Eichel. <laughs> the... New Jersey Devils, new acquisition, Dougie w. Hamilton. W, massive W. Yeah, it's it's definitely a win. Just I'm not a, the guy who would go out there and sign a guy for $9 million when you're sort of in a rebuild, but it's definitely a win, yeah. Like when you get a guy like that on the market for that money, yeah, go get him. The way okay. to get out of a rebuild is by getting good players. Exactly. And they got one of the best defensemen in the NHL on their team. So, W. Fair enough. The Seattle Kraken going all the way back from the start of the expansion draft. Ah. This is one of our winner or loser. I don't (laughs) care about the middle. I'll go winner. Just look at the division they're in. Look at the chance they have and the bright guys they brought in. They have experience in the playoffs. doesn't matter if their forward group's a bit weak. Their defense is freaking plays one style of hockey. Uh, I think they're winners just because like they're going to pounce on opportunity that can possibly present to them this year. Yeah, I'm on that with Thomas. Now that I'm thinking about it, that defense is already probably the best in the Pacific. Larson, Giordano, Larson, Giordano, Dunn, Alexiak. That's fair. Uh, okay, they got they, they got. You know what? They have a really solid blue line. Their forward group, when Yanni Gord gets healthy, I don't think is as bad as people might think it is. Like they're going to be hard to play against because they're going to be. They basically just have a bunch of second line and third line yeah. guys that are just going to be like a pain in the ass to play against. Um, oh yeah, and. Susie, Flurry, yeah, they got they got a solid blue line, and obviously they got a pretty good tandem in Grubauer and um, Drager. Yeah, right. W. They're going to compete right. in that division. Uh, my next one is right up the highway: the Vancouver Canucks. L, loser. Hate the OEL deal. They still if they get Hughes and Pedersen on good contracts, that might change. I, I haven't loved like they had a really bad free agency. 
the guys that the Canucks brought in. Yeah, more so on the yeah. more so on the back end, like. And the, my yeah, my they last signed, point. Okay, it was they signed one. Tucker Pool. Yeah, they signed Tucker Pullman. Two, who? Why did they give Tucker Tucker Pullman four years of two and a half? Dude, nobody what? knows. Dude, bad. Even the Hamannick deal is bad. Oh my god, Luke yeah. Shen. Yeah, no, yeah, they they. Ugh. I yeah. like Yarrow Halak, but no, and they still got yeah. to and and yeah, no. No, like, yeah, they were sort Plus. of in a Leafs situation where they couldn't spend the money because they didn't really have it because they needed it for Hughes and Patterson. But I'm going to go L just because, really, Hamannick 3 mil, 2.5 for Tucker Pullman. Like, again, Russo, who the hell are they betting against? Who, who are they betting against? Yeah, exactly. Like, don't, okay. don't love their offseason. Didn't love it. The last team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Fuck those guys. How do you trade a Vesna winner for nothing? And how do you not tell them? Yeah, how, how does he do you, find how does Twitter? He, Come on. How? This guy that's been in your franchise since day one has been the face of your franchise since day one. Mm-hmm. How do you not tell him? In terms of like that that reasoning, like the flurry situation, it's an L, but like I don't really see them really taking a massive L here. Like, okay, sure, they have Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard, sorry, yeah, to back him up or to be the starter now, sorry. And now Lauren Borsois was on a roof. Dumb deal. And then they put Alex Tuck on IR, but they also got Dadanoff for beans. And like he's gonna thrive in that top six, hopefully. So, I mean, it's not like a massive L, and it's not a big win, but like it's like in the middle in the sense where like it's like okay, like at least they still have the team intact, I guess. Yeah, they still don't have a first line center. I think that's, that's the issue. Me. Yeah, yeah. That you know what they have some great guys on the wings, but without a top line center, they're not doing anything. That proved in exactly. the last two, three playoffs. Yep, they're not gonna be able to do it with. I'm. I love. I, I like Chandler Stevenson. They're not going to be able to do it with him as their number one. Nope. Nope. Not going to be able to do and it. And sticking with position players, uh, goaltenders. Have they won or lost this free agency, guys? Oh, one hundred percent. They got paid. Yeah, headline by yep. Grubauer. And everybody else got paid. <laughs> yep. Everybody it wasn't else. just him. Yeah. No. Good for the okay. goalies. But there were Linus Olmark. He was one of the bigger names. He got paid. Hey, good for them. But NHL GMs, man, we're going to be on a lockout in a few years. Okay. Yep. I, I got one. Do you have one more, Tom? I have one more. Yeah. Okay. Go with that. I have one more that I want to say. Oh, okay. Uh, bottom pairing defenseman. Oh, my God. How do who gave Derek? Why did they give Derek Forbert $3 million per year? That Tucker guy was the Pullman. Like, Derek Forbert was the sole reason the Flames lost to Dallas to last year in the bubble. He was so bad. Oh my god! He served pancakes to the freaking stars. How did he get three million? Tucker Pullman. Like this is why we're like. How are we in a flat cap and you're giving those guys that much money? No clue, man. I was surprised. One one of them. I was surprised. I wanted Yanni Hakenpa. Mm-hmm. Um. Yanni, and he went to Dallas for three years and 1.25, and I was so mad the Leafs weren't in on that. Or they were, supposedly, with that exact same deal, but he went to Dallas. Yeah. Oh, that made me sad. Yeah. Yanni oh, Hawkins, what's yours? My thing. Okay. It's sort of like the same theme you just put out, but like, okay, who took a bigger... Sorry, okay. Which one is more bigger? The players taking a W for getting massive paydays or the owners and teams taking a bigger L? Like, which one was bigger? 
Like which one was better? The massive players, dub that players got or the L that managers signed for ridiculous deals? Players get paid every year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it on the GMs and the owners. <laughs> what a massive L this year. Like again, <laughs> flat cap guys. I don't get it. Yeah. What, do you guys forget we're in a flat cap world? Do you guys forget it? The NBA is not. NBA is nope. going nope. up. Nope. Do you guys forget you're in a flat cap? Guess you yeah. did. I don't think they think it's going to be flat for as long as. Well, the NHL Friedman said it's going to be the next five years. It's not going to be the next five years. And that's the other thing. I've seen a lot of Alan Walsh going off. Of like, <laughs> He's great. Like, hey, Alan. man, you got you to gotta pay or take a little bit more out of the owner's pockets and give it a little bit more to the players. You know what? I agree with that. I agree with that. The owners are getting a lot of money from this the players are seeing close to none of it yeah but well, what see, a man, giant it's... l the owners and gms have taken this off season well Nobody i spent get... money last year yeah. and everybody doubled down this year like i, I guess... cannot believe chicago has no cap space mm-hmm. yeah out like... of all teams chicago i mean fuck the blackhawks for everything that's going on but how do they have no cap space it's <laughs> I don't think they Seth had much Jones. going into this year anyway. Well, also, too, the Blackhawks oh. have, what, three nine-point-five-plus million-dollar players? Yeah. Uh, Kane, Kane, Taves, Jones. and... Well, so Jones Jones. starting in 2022-23. Um, but... now nah, and they obviously have Flurry making seven, so... But, like, guys, I think we could all agree this... This offseason was really good, like just in terms of everything. Oh, going on. yeah, with it was very eventful. Wild. I learned you can trade stuff for nothing, <laughs> literally, quite literally, nothing, and get good players back. Yeah, like this you is Vanacek. This is ridiculous. This has yeah. been the most fun, and um, I want to say something like happen. a quarter of the league is on different teams now. Yeah, like twenty eight percent or something yeah. like that. That's wild. It's going to hey, take but... so long to relearn who's on what team. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's been so much fun. And the NBA gets a lot of credit for stars moving and saying, no, I'm going to here and going to here. Right. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not as big of a fan of that as I think a lot of NBA fans are. I love this whole just middling players and good getting players and bad players just getting ridiculous deals everywhere. This is so fun. Guys, and the biggest deal is yet to even happen. Yep. Yeah, I know. The Eichel Tower. He'll, he'll be on the move eventually. I can't wait till that happens, guys. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Well, especially if it happens with your team. Oh, dude, I will like, like, yeah. like go like, I'll do the naked mile in the middle of the day if they trade for Eichel. <laughs> All right. I'll do it, it. if it's, Okay. If it's at if it's at work, I'll just start running around the shop and just start going nuts. I can't wait. I hope it happens. Brad Tree Living, do it. Do it today. That'd be great. Do it right now so we can talk about it. Anyway, fun off season. Hope it continues. Because yeah, usually some, it's like we need your boys, Mike and Jordan, on man. They can need yes, some reaction. Yeah. Here. Yes. You know, it will be a. It's going to be crazy that like usually at this point, like we're in August. Usually this is like when. We're on like the dog days of the summer where nothing's going on. We're basically just waiting on RFA signings. Still a lot that might happen here. Still a lot that might happen. And look, we're just like, we're just over what, a month out from a training month camp out starting? From the start of the season. So can't wait. Can't freaking wait. 
And like it's gonna be back to a right like a normal season. Fans are gonna be back in the building. I can't wait. Can't wait. November twelfth, the Flames are in town. Can't wait to see Jack Eichel. Oh, he won't be wearing so number nine. He'll be wearing number fifteen, probably, or whatever number he chooses. Give him ninety one. So Who cares? Can't wait. Anyway, you guys have anything else or that kind of all no. done for it? No. All done. All good. All right. Dude. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, as always, um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Burning Leaf Podcast. Uh, pretty hot start to season three, um, and we will guys see you guys in the next one. Have a good one.